0: Welcome to the Uncore Corner podcast. This is Nick. I'm here with my co-host, Bianca, and we're very excited to welcome Filippo from Gemma Di Luna tonight. Filippo, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got started here and a little bit about the company.
1: Oh, thank you very much, Nick. I, I'm, and thank you both for having me and Bianca. This is a great uh, opportunity and privilege to be able to share uh, our story, our story of Gemma Di Luna little bit of my story. I'm the National Brand Ambassador for Innovation Brands. Uh, Innovation Brands is a company that really represents the best of Italy and the best of Italian varietals in very creative packaging as you will see. Uh, our Gemma di Luna is uh, has been not only award-winning but also uh, well-received for what's in the bottle and what's outside of the bottle uh, all over the globe and uh, we are uh, constantly getting attention uh, from our, um, uh, especially for our branding and for our packaging, but also of our tradition of what we put in the bottle. Uh, uh, enno, uh, innovation. the enno is from the root word of for wine. So like ennovation, enologist. Uh, this is coming actually into the Italian from the Greek uh, to uh, refer to the wine. Of course, innovation or innovative, innovative packaging uh, as well, which you'll uh, uh, see and I'll talk about. And um, the, uh, the wines itself, uh, we're gonna talk about the different varietals, uh, are probably the most popular varietals from Italy, uh, Pinot Grigio, Prosecco, as well as Moscato.
0: All right, very excited. And we do have the bottles here. Uh, at least I have a couple of them here. I have the Moscato and I have the Pinot Grigio. And the packaging, as you're saying, and the branding, it is all very beautiful. I love it. For anyone that wants to check it out, you can obviously go to the Gemma De Luna website, or you can watch this video on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio right now, head over to YouTube, and you can watch there where we have a nice spread here, and you can see it. And watch us tasting some of them. I haven't actually gotten to try anything in the bottles yet. I've been saving them for oh, our good, conversation. Good. So I got yes. them poured out here. I just poured them the Moscato and the Pinot Grigio. So I am very excited to get started here. So with that, uh, do you want to start off by telling us about the wines here? Uh, maybe A pick bit. one and then we'll get into them.
1: Sure, sure. So as I w- was starting to mention our company, uh, one of our productions is uh, based in Verona, Italy, where one of our offices is in Verona, Italy. We're uh, owned by a large company, a uh, combination of Italian uh, wine brands and uh, innovation brands here in the U.S. And the um, uh, our backyard is uh, uh, from Verona is the Veneto, which is the ideal place for, uh, for the Glera grape and the only place you can have Prosecco and call it Prosecco. Prosecco must be from the Veneto region, must be from that uh, beautiful hillsides between uh, Verona and Venice. We have a, a little town called Treviso and in and around there, uh, particularly in a small town called Conigliano, we really have a dominance on the hillside. You can see this little uh, label here, the DOC reflects the, uh, the origin and the authenticity of, uh, as declared by, um, by the Italian authorities, that this is what it is supposed to be and where it's supposed to come from. Uh, just how they compare to protect the Champagne Uh, to France, we protect the Prosecco uh, to this part of Italy. So, uh, and it's completely different from uh, Champagne. And I'm gonna tell you all about that because it's a different grape and a different production method, but everyone in the world loves Prosecco and they're loving this bottle. We can't get enough uh, compliments uh, from all over about how wonderful uh, the package is and how great the wine is in, in the package. Uh, we will also uh, talk about in this order the Arpino Grigio in this beautiful Amphora bottle. Arpino uh, Grigio is from the uh, Delle Venezie, which is uh, again the backyard in the uh, uh, Verona Veneto uh, area. So uh, the, we will talk about uh, the grapes can come from uh, sourced uh, Pinot, Grigio, uh, Pinot Grigio either from Veneto or from the uh, Trentino area, which we also have vineyards. And finally, we will talk about Moscato. Moscato is so popular and ours is just delicious and you can distinguish it from uh, the Prosecco because of the uh, sort of uh, uh, white or uh, snow cap, if you will, the, uh, of the bottle uh, and of course uh, still the pave diamonds which are very beautiful in the package here. So Gemma di Luna means Gemma the Moon and so uh, we were inspired by a lot of the, the romance of the, of the city of Verona and also the uh, uh, beauty of the of the teal, the calming effect of the teal, and uh, reminds uh, uh, people so much of uh, just um, just luxury and beauty, and also has this. Uh, it really resonates with uh, just a calming effect, kind of like looking at the blue sky or the blue ocean, you know. So, um, so that was really uh, the impetus behind our our wines is to really. Uh, create an affordable luxury for consumers that they could really enjoy something but have a moment. Hence, we created our hashtag Gemma moment where consumers could actually engage, uh, just like uh, many of your followers, to talk about their experience with the wine because just drinking wine in and of itself is a fun activity, but as an experience also, maybe it's with your friends, maybe it's for a wedding event, which our wines are uh, so often chosen from, Maybe it's for a baby shower uh, with our little, you know, mini uh, Prosecco bottles, as you can see uh, from Gemma de Luna. Uh, maybe it's uh, uh, just uh, a get-together with friends. Uh, maybe it's at the beach or, or by the pool. So these are the kind of things where we say Gemma de Luna because we ask, what's your Gemma moment? Because we think of wine not only as the enjoyment of wine in and of itself, but also as an experience. Yeah, and
0: I certainly. are each going to have some Gemma moments yeah. of our own coming up soon, so <laughs> we'll true. have to get some good pictures for you out there.
2: I am saving a bottle for uh one of the babies here, so. <laughs>
1: oh, beautiful. Uh, <laughs>
2: but yeah, the bottle itself is is beautiful. I've been familiar with you guys for quite some time now. I believe Nick is much newer to the brand, so uh, it's been fun to learn more about, about you and kind of more of that background, but I have been, uh, I'm actually pretty familiar, so. I'm excited. Thank you, to Thank you so
1: much. Well, I, I, I do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, um, not that there, it's not that obvious, but, uh, uh, I'm, I'm kind of joking. It is very obvious. Our, our brand definitely appeals to most women. Women just love our packaging and they just gravitate. It's not only the color, but the, the style and the, the, the um, the luxury and the look and that's, uh, so we we actually got an award uh, for a Women's Choice Award. It was organically received, as I say, we unsolicited, came to us because uh, uh, it, it was a award that nine out of 10 women who go to choose a brand or looking at the wine uh, in the stores, gravitated, went for Gemma de Luna. So we really felt, uh, very excited about that and that award that we that we received that was actually back uh, uh, right before things shut down in 2020 so <laughs> so that was a good and of course retail still uh, carried through now we're so fortunate uh, in, in the, this year things are opening up and we are planning on seeing more weddings this year apparently I've talked to some uh, some people in the business and said that they have more weddings going on. Uh, this year, since the 80s, they said, uh, uh, because of the setback of the COVID uh, period and such, and people just wanted to finally be together and uh, and uh, bring their families together in celebration of their of their unions. So we are so excited because our brand just screams uh, for the weddings. You know, people just call us all the time. We want to have this for our party, for a wedding, or little little wedding gift or favor for the minis or or the prosecco to. Uh, toast by or to open up our uh, uh, our events uh, or at our reception So uh, we are so elated about that uh, that happening this year.
0: And for the listeners out there who aren't uh, seeing on a video right now, what these bottles are looking like—they are beautiful bottles, and it's got a nice teal, bright blue with uh, some white accents on it, and then some sparkling, some shining, uh, a gemstone prints on here. And what it reminds me of when you're talking about—it's great for weddings and things like that reminds me of like a Tiffany engagement, you know, ring box, those bright little blue box with the sparkles. So definitely when it comes to luxury and fitting that brand and that target appeal, I think it fits that perfectly.
1: I call it a gift in a bottle. Exactly.
0: All right. <laughs> Besides
1: a party in a bottle, it's a gift in a bottle.
0: A little bit of both. Why not? Right? Yes, yes. But yes so so we went a bit over the prosecco we went a bit over the uh, pinot grigio here and then you got the moscato so let's uh start tasting some of these i'm excited to try them i will, to I will them.
1: start let's start with the prosecco because traditionally uh let's that's the italian way to start with prosecco we have uh you're probably familiar with italian culture uh uh because of your heritage and you know that we do the uh, aperitivo you know so we always start before meal before we sit down we may stop in in a bar in the piazza and have a bottle of prosecco or make a little spritz with our prosecco to enjoy as uh, extremely popular and we eat what the, we call the stuzzichini the little uh, toothpick uh, appetizers or we have a little spread of antipasti just something wonderful to enjoy with the prosecco which uh kind of complements everything our prosecco is really on point it's extra dry uh very traditional um i br- i did uh happened to get a prosciutto, uh, I, I didn't get prosciutto, I was thinking prosciutto already, which is what I want with this, but I didn't get a prosciutto. <laughs> I got a, I got a prosciutto right champagne glass. <laughs> uh, I like to pair it with prosciutto melon actually, which is what I was thinking to say. Uh, I, I already have a bottle open and I actually seal it. We have this Gemma de Luna stopper that uh, keeps it nice and uh, fresh, you know, uh, for you. So uh, this is... Uh, Uh, This is an extra dry style. So it's super elegant, super on point, really just this beautiful perlage in there. Um, The the Prosecco in and of itself is uh, 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 coming from, as I mentioned, from an area uh, of the hills of Treviso, an area called Conigliano, which we now, uh, under the auspices of our uh, ownership in Italy, Italian wine brands, we are now the largest uh, privately held producer and bottler of Prosecco in Italy. So we, besides Gemma di Luna, we actually bottled other Prosecco brands, uh, uh accordingly, but our Gemma di Luna is, um, uh, really the, uh, the go-to, if you will, for, uh, for celebration. So I wanted to, uh, really talk about, uh, just focus on Gemma di Luna today as, as we spoke about before, before we got together, but, um, Gemma di Luna Prosecco is extra dry. So it's, really on point. Extra dry, we also make brood style a little more uh, drier of uh, of Prosecco and another brand, but extra dry is really, I think, just on point. It uh, makes it uh, agreeable to everyone just to have a glass uh, by itself or to enjoy it in a pairing. Uh, So uh, what we do in the production of Prosecco is we call it the Charmat method, where we do a secondary fermentation in the stainless steel vats where we and then induce the bubbles to kind of Uh, Give it that uh, beautiful uh, perlage. Uh, The extra dry style uh, really shows up, uh, 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 releasing a little bit of a little bit of fruit, but not too much. You're having like the dry, so you kind of get the uh, kind of notes of a little bit of uh, uh, apple, touch of uh, grapefruit, but it's lighter, refreshing, crisp, very rounded, full on the palate. I think that uh, the uh, prosecco uh, is going to be good pairing even with salty items. If you have like some salty prosciutto or a little salty cheese, it'll go really nicely as well. And uh, the uh, uh, Prosecco also goes nicely in those spritzes that I mentioned. So whether it's uh, with the apérol or with the Capari, that's also very popular. So our Prosecco really makes a beautiful canvas to make a a spritz or a mimosa. So we we actually had a campaign where we called it a gemmosa with the uh, Gemma di Luna. And a little bit of orange juice, which is uh, very popular. Me personally, I drink the uh, prosecco uh, by itself, dry. I'm a purist. You know, I I like to taste the flavor of the prosecco. But again, it's excellent uh, uh, for making a spritz or other cocktails. Uh, I saw over the holidays, folks made it festive with a little splash of pomegranate liqueur and a couple of pomegranate seeds. So there's a lot of creative ways. uh, Uh, lemon zest or orange zest with a little touch of blood orange in there as well Uh, could be a nice uh, nice cocktail refreshing as well Uh, and I think of enjoying the Prosecco year-round so you think about the holidays of course but you know the hot weather nice and chilled bottle or if you're uh, at the beach and you're sitting out you want something to to enjoy and sip on And that's why I really enjoy the fact that we uh, just uh, launched these uh, 187 milliliter, these mini, I call them the baby gemmas, but we also have it in the Moscato, which I'll talk about later, but uh, it's just super, super cute. And really, you can have a bucket of those. I actually brought my, I don't know if you'll see this later, but I brought my wine bucket to make my bucket of Gemma, you know, (laughs) so put it together. So uh, I'm gonna have, uh, hopefully, folks will come and join me and help me drink all of this uh, at the end of the podcast. So I have quite a few bottles, as you can see behind me. So,
2: Do you recommend always chilling your Prosecco or do Absolutely. you not have to? Okay,
1: Absolutely. When it comes to, uh, there, there's, uh, sometimes the rules are, are a little stretched when it comes to the white wines, you think about white wines uh, don't have to be as chilled as you say, but when it comes to bubbles, whether it's our Prosecco or Moscato, Chilling is a must because of the, the nature, the quality. It just gives a, a, an excellent quality to this um, uh, to the to the prosecco, as well as um, giving uh, a very nice balance uh, to the uh, uh, to the to the wine. Uh, the the uh, prosecco in and of itself uh, come is uh, um, really should be n- really not not quite uh, over 40 Fahrenheit, uh, 40. Something you know, just very very chilled is the best way. You know, so that would be my recommendation. You know? um, and as well as the uh, as well as the Moscato, in, our, in this case, Pinot Grigio on the other hand doesn't need to be as chilled, or just any of the uh, just any of the traditional uh, white wines from Italy don't need to be as chilled as the bubbles.
0: And Bianca's grabbing her bottle right now. She's had it chilling. So she wants to make (laughs) sure it's (laughs) nice and fresh. So she'll be tasting alongside with you. I know she has the Prosecco over there with her. And then I got the Moscato and the Pinot Grigio here in front of me. So once we get to those, uh, so we'll get to those in just a minute, though. But to keep on with the Prosecco, I do love that you drink it straight. And it's something that can really stand on its own, because I always believe that when you're making something, you want to make it so that it's the best way that that, you know, could be in its own expression instead of having to mix it with something. But when you have a great product like that, typically it does mix well when you do the cocktails and everything.
1: Yeah, being extra dry, it makes a nice canvas again for a cocktail, as I say, I I kind of like it that way because it's not already, doesn't already have a lot of uh, sweetness to it. So, you know, if you put a splash of something there to make a a spritz or a cocktail, it really works nicely as well.
0: If you had to have a prosecco cocktail, while we're on the subject, what would be your go-to? Uh,
1: it tends to be the spritz. I guess that's kind of a traditional as well as popular uh, thing. So the the spritz with a little twist the uh, twist of orange, especially in the in the summertime when it's hot. They, they can even throw a little bit of ice in there. You know, it's uh, uh, that that's kind of fun. You know, with the uh, and I I've, I've actually tried. Uh, a nice cocktail with a touch of blood orange. I'm a little partial to that, as I mentioned before. That's uh, one of my personal favorites. But uh, the spritz, uh, if it's not just Prosecco by itself, as a second choice, I definitely would go for the traditional spritz, uh, which you can do with the most popular now with the Aperol, uh, which you hear out there a lot. So,
0: Do you prefer with the Aperol or Campari?
1: Generally speaking, the Aparo is a little lighter, Campari is a little heavier. Uh, so it really depends on the flavor. If you want a little a tad more like a bitterness, uh, that bitter sweet kind of thing, a little more on the bitter uh, to the sweet, then I would go with the Campari, you know. Campari is a little darker, richer speaking. So as, as having that in the cocktail, I would, uh, I personally, I kind of like the the Aparo, but uh, uh, both are very good, you know. I kind of like i say i saved the Campari for the negronis <laughs> so.
2: so we've i've got the prosecco i realized nick did not have it <laughs> so i just ran over to my fridge and grabbed it um so what do you want to walk us through the primary flavors that we'll find in the prosecco and also um I've never really done a true sparkling wine tasting or Prosecco or champagne tasting. So if you could walk us through it in a way that if um, somebody hasn't done one before, what makes tasting sparkling or, you know, champagne Prosecco's different than tasting like a traditional red or white flat wine?
1: Uh, So when you're tasting the sparkling, you're going to obviously look for the the perlage, the, we call it the bubbles, you know, that comes up and sometimes, uh, depending on the production method, sometimes they're lighter, sometimes they're a little more full full body. Uh, so the important thing is that, uh, uh, that you get your nose in there and kind of smell that, uh, make sure it's good, just like a wine. Uh, but you wanna use, uh, because of the bubbles, you wanna use, generally speaking, a more narrow glass However, with Prosecco, it's not a strict rule. You can also use a white wine glass, especially when you're making those um, uh, cocktails or, or spritz. Um, the, uh, the sparkling wines also, uh, like we mentioned, should be chilled. And also when you're tasting, you want to uh, kind of look at the color of it to make sure it has a, a nice clarity. Sometimes if you look at uh, different uh, different types of fermentation, uh, if you're looking at what we will call the, metodo classico or the champagne method you'll see a little more of a darker yellow because of the, the yeast and the time in the bottle whereas prosecco tends to have a little more clarity to it because of uh, the way we ferment this a little bit different uh, or a lot different actually because it's simply like I said the larger uh, uh, stainless steel that's at very controlled temperature so it really uh, shows off kind of the the uh, prosecco grape which has a certain uh refreshingness to it it has a crisp acidity um, sometimes it, depending on the style of the winemaker you get some, kind of like toasted almonds and citrus in our case we do have the notes of ripe citrus but you get a little bit of apple and as mentioned maybe even a hint of grapefruit we still get that nice uh, uh light refreshing and crisp finish which is really uh, idyllic uh, why the prosecco is so important to, to from where it comes from to use the Prosecco uh, in, in, our produ- in, in the production of what uh, 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 we we'll, we'll call the glera in the production of uh, Prosecco. Uh,
2: what are the primary notes that we're finding in this, um, in this specific bottle?
1: In this specific bottle, the primary notes are uh, you're going to get a lot of the apple and uh, grapefruit, uh, good good amount of pear uh Bianca
0: this. so Bianca why don't you just kind of give us your review and what you thought of it and then we can move on get to whichever one you want to taste next in your series whether it's going to be the pinot or the Moscato
2: well it's very it's very good and refreshing and I wish I could have more of it um <laughs> it took my tasting um it's very light and it's definitely a good I could I can see why the Italians drink it before their meals. It's a very like light kind of something that you can definitely start with, but also is definitely something that you could drink with your meal or even after. Because um, it really just, like you said, it, it, it's very much the kind of flavor that I could see you pairing with really anything, um, which is nice, whether it's like an appetizer, dessert or, or have you. Um, it's very apple-y, I think is what I'm getting. There's a good amount of apple flavor. Um, which I love. And I know Nick, Nick likes apple and and apple notes and like his in his wines. And we do a lot with cider and stuff too. But I absolutely love that. So that's like the primary flavor I'm getting, but I'm sure that there are some that I'm missing. Um, But that's kind of what I get on both the nose and the palate.
1: And there's also that uh, ripe citrus, which is very desirable. And so this makes a really good, good with kind of Uh, Those foods that like I mentioned, the saltier food, like the the, uh, prosciutto or the cheeses that goes really nicely against that. So that's just a perfect pairing, you know?
0: Definitely. Uh All right. And now to get into the, to follow the same process. So we start off with the Prosecco. Now, if we were doing this, the traditional way, what would be the next one we would jump to? So maybe the mid meal. Oh,
1: oh, definitely. We do the Pinot Grigio. Let's say we're sitting down and we're going to have some, Uh, seafood, uh, maybe some, uh, um, you know, uh, linguini with the vongole, linguini clam sauce uh, to start, or capers, uh, uh, something with capers like a chicken, or veal piccata was very nice with this. Or if you uh, are not eating, uh, um, if you're not eating, um, uh, if you want meat or 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 shellfish, uh, you know, with the Uh, beautiful salads with some cheeses tossed in, you know, it'd be very nice with the the Pinot Grigio. What I like about a Pinot Grigio, has this really kind of like uh, golden apple and honey notes, uh, but also has this kind of lime citrus acidity at the finish, so that kind of lime citrus is really good. I personally like it also uh, with ceviche. Sometimes I go down uh, to where our import offices and they serve uh, in Miami and they serve uh, the ceviche, which goes perfectly with that or a nice piece of uh, fish, uh, of course, uh, would go perfectly with the Pinot Grigio. You have that nice lime uh, citrus uh, acidity, uh, but a hit, in the middle, mid palate, you kind of get a little bit of that, like apple honey going on, which gives it a little more fullness and uh, as a Pinot Grigio, so a lot of flavor going on with that. I also have that in my glass as well, so.
0: That's what I just tried there and that good. is delicious. So what I noticed too, exactly what you're saying, I'm getting hit with some of that, the lighter fruit up front, like apple in the middle. I'm getting some, uh, some melon vibes on like melon and pear, a little bit of that. And then definitely what you're saying with that little zesty, citrusy finish there, the lime, that sort of acidity coming through, that's very, very delicious. I could definitely drink this along with the meal. Oh yeah,
1: definitely. And this is uh, Pinot Grigio, uh... People ask uh, uh, why Pinot Grigio, and people talk about uh, if they're talking about their vineyard from California, they may talk about how many Cabernets they make or how many Chardonnays they make, because that's what they do. Our backyard, this is what we do. We do Prosecco and we also do Pinot Grigio because that that happens to be our backyard. So, uh, and we I, we I consider our our production and our winemakers as Pinot Grigio experts, Prosecco experts as well, and Pinot Grigio experts because that's That's where we come from. That's where uh, these wines uh, originate from. Um, So the selection of the Pinot Grigio grape is very rigorous. Our relationships, not only with our own vineyards but with growers uh, provides the best selection of of the grapes to really provide a perfect balanced Pinot Grigio. uh, Something that I said, like I say, I think about not only the food pairings but something you wanna even drink on its own, uh, which is very very common now because wine in and of itself has almost become a cocktail and so when you have something a chilled glass of white wine it's a nice uh, nice even as a happy hour uh cocktail as well to have a glass of wine as you uh, uh you know enjoy uh, or prepare for your uh, for your meal or just want to relax uh and watch the sunset if you will you know so i think it's just a perfect uh, perfect, uh a uh, blend of the Pinot Grigio varietals and making it uh, uh very well balanced of fruit and acidity.
0: And with that, I do think that, you know, one word that's really jumping out at me when I drink this, I'm thinking refreshing. This, yes, when you yes. drink it, it's very refreshing, very, uh, it's just, uh, this is something that I could see myself definitely drinking, especially a lot during the summer when we're doing more of those, you know, a lot of eating outside, eating a lot of fish, meals like that, nice lighter meals. Uh, definitely yeah. something that would be great
1: i, I heard boston may have a little bit of seafood you may just have a little bit of seafood somewhere. just a little bit just, just a little bit, bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean it would be perfect i mean uh what if, what what is some i mean if i want to be somewhere in the summer uh, forgive me not in the winter but definitely in the summertime uh i'd love to come to to boston i've actually been to the north end many times and our wines are represented in and around the area uh, but uh uh, just really enjoy the cuisine and the lifestyle and the uh, the good flavors that you can find around. Uh, so our wines are a great pairing for that. Or if you just decide to pick up some, you know, some scallops and you want to have this with a pairing. This with scallops is perfect or even lobster. Uh, if you want to if you want to have uh, your bottle of champagne is, uh, or your Prosecco is empty. You want to have a, a glass of Pinot Grigio. This is uh, perfect with that as well. So um uh, couldn't think of a better, better place to have our fino region.
2: <laughs> You're making me really long for all of the fresh seafood we're gonna have later in the season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's the idea. That's the idea. You know, we can't have uh, uh, great wine without great food, and vice versa. You know, so it's uh, they're pairing. As a matter of fact, in Italy, uh, they define uh, wine as food. You know, and because it's it evolves in the bottle, it changes in the glass, and it's uh, Primarily in Italy to be consumed with a meal as well. So we also kind of uh, talk about it as food.
0: They definitely go in hand in hand. So now to move on to the next course, keeping on the food train, let's talk about the Moscato. (laughs)
1: Lastly, but not least, definitely is our Gemma di Luna Moscato. when our Moscato came out, I think that we uh, kind of surprised uh, the world because the world was getting used to uh, Moscato and there was a lot of sweet drinkers and enjoying lots and lots of Moscato. But I think we really surprised them with Gemma Delona because it was probably the best Moscato I've ever tasted and anyone uh, has ever tasted because of how it's so creamy on the palate and so balanced. Uh, we did it a Spumante style, a little bit higher in alcohol. So instead of being uh, the just kind of sugar and bubbles, like some of the other Moscatos out there, really is the signature of the winemaker. It's uh, got the nuances of pear and apricot and apple. Uh, so it's comp- really so delicious. As a matter of fact, uh, let me open the bottle here so we can enjoy it tomorrow.
0: I just took the first sip of mine while you're opening that bottle. The, this yes. one, this blew my mind. This is amazing. Yes. This yes. is very good. So on the nose first, uh, on the nose, I'm getting a lot of, it's floral it's you know kind of subtle on the nose it doesn't hit you with an over too much sweetness it's got just a nice light floral characteristic on the nose and when you drink it what you're saying there it's like yeah like pear peach like light light fruit and nothing too super sugary and nothing hitting your head uh like too too
1: sweet oh that is delicious I i always say you put your nose in there and right away you kind of get like this cotton candy and you get everything like that so just just amazing uh you get this beautiful perlage here, just a spumante style. So when we talk about spumante, uh, I should have mentioned that actually in uh, Bianca's questions about when you taste sparkling wine, how to approach um, besides the chill and putting your nose in and enjoying in a in a, uh, uh, a flute glass, fooded glass, um, it's also uh, also we a category we call Italian spumante, and spumante is our classification of sparkling if you will, or how we call it. And uh, this is a classified as a spumante uh, or sparkling style of Prosecco. Sometimes you'll find, we, uh, I'm sorry, of uh, Moscato. Sometimes you'll find Moscato as a uh, finer bubbles, we call that fritzante, like light, light bubbles. This in this case is really full on. When you put your nose in there, I kind of call it like a little bit of like cotton candy in there, Little bit of like kiwi notes, uh, just uh, just so so delicious, uh, and um, I, we we kind of look at the flavors. So not only the apple, pear, maybe a little orange zest and and candied apricot, you know. And the fullness, that roundness on the palate. A lot of a lot of uh, drinkers that come to me and say, "Oh, oh, Moscato, I'm not really a sweet drinker. Uh, please don't serve me that." I said, "Indulge me, please. Just try this." when they try it, they love it. They're just so pleasantly surprised and they buy it up for the parties. It's just, if you're having a big party, something out back uh, like a picnic or on the patio or by the beach or a celebration, it's also uh, alongside the Prosecco, a nice little fruitier, sweeter, sweeter option. Uh, and that, um, like I said, it's just, it, ours is just right. It's not too, too sweet or sugary or syrupy so well balanced with the, uh, the, uh, the bubbles, the frizzante, uh those, uh, if you have this uh, maybe with some, uh, uh, like a ricotta cheesecake, I always think of that as a great pairing uh, with this, or even with Asian fusion style of food, you know, or spicy foods, uh, just a perfect pairing. Uh, I kind of, uh, uh, I, sometimes I have like a, maybe a, a thai, thai food, it goes really nicely with it as well Uh, a little bit of that spice against the sweet is always a perfect uh, pairing.
0: Definitely. That's definitely something that I'll have to try. There
2: are also some great pairings on the website that I was looking through. You have some interesting recipes on there. Um, And Nick will put the link in the show notes. Yes please,
1: GemmaDelona.com. Yes, absolutely. If you go there, you can find some good pairings. Uh, And you know, uh, you think about, uh, you don't just think about Moscato anymore as just for dessert. Uh, uh, folks are just ordering it almost anytime to have a, a drink at the bar. Or if they want a little less alcohol, it's a little lower in alcohol than the other wines. So you get that fruitiness. And also, uh, besides besides um, uh, on its own, it also is a nice way to have a cocktail as well. Uh, to uh, blend with some of our uh either not only like our jamosa, as in the uh, as in the mimosa we call it gemosa, with orange juice blood orange juice but also kind of uh, going with the even some uh, stronger items like uh, some uh, flavored uh, flavored uh, uh, brandies or alcohols that uh, I think uh, uh, that are very popular now uh, even uh, adding it and making sort of a more peachy style bellini if you will you know to to enjoy that with the Uh, the bubbles and more maybe a peach liqueur inside that would make a delicious cocktail. Definitely.
2: We've talked about both the Prosecco and the Moscato, and both are similar looking. I think a lot of people might not really understand the difference between the two. So what really truly differentiates a Prosecco from the Moscato?
1: That's a a great question. Well, the alcohol content definitely you're going to see that the the Prosecco is always a lot less. Uh, as far as distinguishing our bottle on the shelf, we have this beautiful kind of uh, teal colored wrap for our Prosecco, and then we have the uh, sort of white and uh, uh, platinum or silver kind of uh, uh, wrap for the, uh, for the Moscato. That's how you distinguish it on the shelf. Moscato and Prosecco, obviously, totally different grapes. Uh, Prosecco's, we're 100% glitter. Moscato is what it is. It's 100% Moscato. So uh, the Moscato uh, is going to uh, uh, be always, always less alcohol unless you get some kind of the uh, some of the southern uh, uh, southern wineries of Italy do a Moscato style. that's kind of uh, almost like a fortified wine. But we uh, we we in the north, uh, as far as production of Moscato, do a little more uh, traditional. Traditional style with the with the bubbles. You know. uh, the um, the differences are also the the dry uh, the the um, yeasts in the uh, production of prosecco uh, eat up the sugars, uh, so we uh, and we have higher alcohol, so obviously less sweet. And the glera grape in and of itself is a different style of grape, not naturally sweet like the uh, as sweet as the moscato grape, of course. So. Um, And uh, I think that they both can be enjoyed uh, in both in the parties or celebratory. Uh, Prosecco tends to be a little more, as I say, traditional in the Italian way to have with your your aperitivo and uh, before the meal or to do a toast with. But Moscato uh, equally enjoyed. Um, I always say just trust your taste if you're a consumer. Try them both. See what you like the best. Uh, but I think a lot of your listeners are familiar uh, with Prosecco and Moscato because of especially their popularity, but I definitely would love to, for them to try ours because of the quality. you know.
0: And I want everyone, I encourage everyone to go buy one of each and then do like we do tonight, pair it up, have an aperitivo, have a, one with your meal and then have a nice Moscato for dessert to finish it off. Why not try yeah, all of them. There you go.
1: And let, it, let us know your experience. Uh, you know, you can let it uh, uh, through, uh, through Uncorked or through us at uh, uh, our Gemma Moment, hashtag Gemma Deluna uh, and hashtag Gemma Moment. You know, that's, uh, that's a big uh, uh, venue for us, to, for everybody just to, to talk about enjoying life. You know, We don't want wine to be a, a pressure thing. To, you have to taste this or you have to taste that want to be an enjoyable experience and let yourself have your own experience, your own, your own moment, if you will. You
0: know? And with that said, we'll definitely be on the lookout for those posts out there. Uh, we will in the link to the show or in the uh, description of the show, rather have links to the website and to the social media for you and for ourselves. So you can see our posts and you can see Gemma's posts as well. And anything that's tagged in there under that hashtag Gemma moments, you'll be able to go check the look, check out that and take a look at them. So thank you uh, for coming on with us tonight, Filippo. We thank love you the Nate, wines, very much. We love the brands. We had uh, so much fun talking to you and learning tonight. Oh, and we I look really forward appreciate to the
1: opportunity and you can look, uh, I, I I'm sure you're listening areas beyond the uh, uh, new England, but if you're in the Boston area, there's a lot of great uh, shops that carry our wines and, and uh, you know, uh, if you ask for them, they can get to our, our distributor uh, It's called MS Walker and uh, they can, Get the wines to just about any 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 uh, point, whether it's a restaurant or a bar or a, a catering hall or to our um, uh, to our uh, retailer partners. So make sure that they can definitely ask for it, and you'll find it out there on the shelves and in, in many of the uh, big stores as well. So
0: we'll certainly continue to be out and look for it. So, thank you again. Cheers. Thank you for spending the night with us. Thank you. Salute. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Bianca. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity and the time.